Hey guys, due to how Coach Greg and I work, we usually don't know the topic before we show up. Uh, we kind of flesh that out in our pre-show combo, And we also don't know if an episode is going to be a part one and two until we're done, depending on how long it goes, because we want to give you bite-sized 20 to 30 minute episodes. And with Coach Greg's school schedule and work schedule, uh, over the next month or so, the next several episodes, they will probably be divided into part one and part two, like this episode. So if it sounds like we're like cutting it off in the middle of our talk, and then we're starting in the middle of our talk on the next episode, that's because we are. <laughs> so I wanted to give you a heads up that this is a part one and two. And if it sounds like we stopped suddenly or started suddenly, that's because we did. I split it up in mid-conversation the best I could. So anyway, just know this is a part one and two. You might be listening to part one now or part two, but both of them will be phenomenal and will help you uh, in pursuing your passion and leaning into fear. <laughs> All right, coach. So um, you know what? While before we, because uh, coach, we are live, but um, before we do that, let me look. Okay, so this episode is brought to you by... No, just kidding. Um, I am trying to find out what number we are on. As 100. Okay, this is... Okay, so this is episode 99. Yeah. We'll be 100 next week. What? Too cool. Too cool. Wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And we got some exciting stuff coming. We want to do some live things. Um, I'm thinking probably after your next intensive, huh, Coach? I'm going to develop some thoughts and then we'll figure that out. But we'd like to bring some people on. So if there's anyone listening um, that would like to be on and ask questions and all that. But also, um, I didn't know if you... We're referring to some live events as well outside the intensives, but um, I'm excited about getting some people interacting with us too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll just jump in here. So this is Greg McNeil. Um, just I was about to describe who I am as opposed to what I'm doing. Ah. <laughs> you know, business owner. Um, clinician, doctoral student, coach, and visionary, where mm -hmm. I met today, a visionary, and um, a supporter of others. Yes. Yep. Will be me. Well, I'm a business mm -hmm. owner as well, Genius Al, right at the height coach of all the Dragon Main stuff going on here in the hometown of Clovis, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Excited about that. Um, I am... Let's see, what am I today? I actually have a little bit of a amusement going on on the inside. Um, I've been laughing very easily in the last several days and, uh, and laughing with others. So hopefully today we'll be able to bring some joy because actually the topic might get a little bit heavy. <laughs> all right, <then. laughs> Okay. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So like I was telling you in the pre-show combo, um, I was, you know, when I think about your school and the different things you're doing there, you know, we've, we've said this before, 
there is no way in HE double hockey sticks I would want to do what you're doing. And that's because each of us has our own journey, our own path, our own definite chief mm-hmm. aims, supreme desire. And um, and so we've, you know, talked about how important like desire is the source of all motivation and discipline. It fuels it. And if you don't mm-hmm. have that desire, and when we're talking desire, it's like an eight to ten, then people yeah. flounder. You know, they don't They'll commit to something, then they get in it and realize they don't like it. It's kind of like when I was doing my yard, I had to keep reminding myself <laughs> of what the end was going to be because yeah. it was a lot of work. And I was, you know, <laughs> man, is this ever going to end? I mean, I literally just <laughs> finished nailing the turf down last night at 830. And, um, you yeah, know, that's in between clients and coaching and all that. So. <laughs> And, uh, but you know, I've been enjoying it already. And, um, but anyway, you know, anything from, you know, like a, a yard project to your life goal, you can find out really quick if you have adopted someone else's supreme desire for yourself or what you think society is presenting to you. And, and then, you know, with your schooling and just thinking about that and how there's no way I would want to do that. And I'm sure there are things that I do. They'd be like, yeah, that doesn't interest me. The other side is, you know, people say, you know, if you do what you love or what you have passion for, you'll you'll never work another day in your life. And there's definitely that. Um, I get up every day. Well, I actually go to bed every day excited to get up the next morning you know, have my habits and my practices and then getting to work, etc. But the other side of passion is um, something that was highlighted this morning when I was doing my learning section, my education section of my morning routine. So I was listening to Robin Sharma and I instantly thought of you, coach. Um, and he was, it's called the change session. And uh, I'll just read real quick from the notes I took. He said, Embrace the methodology, tactics, and strategy around change and transformation in order to be a titan. It's centered around, change is centered around discomfort, and transformation is centered around hard versus easy. And then he said, the root of the word passion is suffering. And I had actually learned that, oh my gosh, it's probably like 2006. And at the time I was conducting conferences, and there were Bible conferences, and I was talking about the purpose of suffering. And that's when I discovered that the word suffering, pas- Pasco, where you get Pascal, um, is, is the word passion. And, um, and so as we're talking today about this idea of change and passion and the suffering that is involved, I want to be very plain right from the start. We are not discussing suffering that may necessarily come externally. So people, et cetera, we're discussing the internal and the intangibles. And um, so when you look at your schooling um, and, and what all you're doing, I'm sure you could say, you know, there's times you've had frustrations, questions, maybe even anger, but your supreme desire has kept you on track and then allowed you to work through conundrums and issues so that you stay on task. 
So that's kind of where I wanted to go, Coach, is that the the process of change and how passion is tied to that. And people need to know that there will be an amount of suffering, but most of the suffering is your thought processes and behaviors, attitudes, etc. Okay. So I'll just say this in life. Um, you either evolve, right? Or you do not. The quality of our lives is directly related to the quality of our thinking. Mm, yeah. It does not mean, of course, I am not discounting um, oppressive systems and things of this nature. I'm not, we're not talking about that right now. We are talking about an individual and their inherent ability to uh, move through life and decide what is that they will achieve or accomplish or pursue. Yeah. When I think of suffering, suffering to me is um, engaging in or committing to something that you fully don't understand. In this case here, you just said it just moments before I begin. Um, you pursue a definite chief aim that is somebody else's that you try to make your own and it doesn't work. And so if you're engaged in that kind of behavior uh, months and years, then you suddenly look around and you find out that you're missing something. Something is somehow empty uh, because you chose a path that's not consistent with who you are as a person. Yeah. So if you don't figure out who that is, you're almost certainly going to be separate, right? Because you're, you're out there. You're kind of like spinning around almost aimless. When I look at <clears throat> suffering and passion, and I put it in the context of a relationship, like something that you can't do without, you have a longing for it. And in that longing, sometimes you can feel like oh, it gets me because what you're after, what you seek doesn't manifest or materialize right away. The vision may be there, but there's a process to the fulfillment, yeah. right? Um, like a relationship that grows over time. It may, there may be something that sparks, but the relationship has to develop over time, right? And in that development, that process, there's different experiences, yeah. challenges, right? It is literally the growth process, excuse me, that is inherent in every system, every living system, right? Yeah. Um, so you have you have a desire to be a captain of industry or some other cherished goal. It's bigger than you. It's outside of your current skills that you possess, ability, resources, whatever that is. There's yeah. things that you have to have in order for you to be able to get that, right? Yeah. That process, right, in, in its various manifestations, you could say it'd be the suffering. It could be uh, being told no 50 times, um, having an experiment that you're working on. It fails 10,000 times or some other thing that's happening. Um, and then you look and you say, wow, what am I going to do? 
Did I quit? Do I walk away? And it's at that moment that you realize where your passion is. Because no matter what you may have experienced in that process, there is a part of you that knows inside that you cannot let it go. Mm-hmm. But you're not, but but that's something that, that comes to you because you you really thought about it. You you really have to have it. And I'm not talking about a moral thing now. I'm just talking about a passion. Yeah. I'm just saying it's like, this is my life. Even if it's the criminal, he says, I'm going to be the kingpin of um, New York City. That's my life. That's mm-hmm. my vision, right? And so that person may lose family members and businesses go to jail and back and forth, you know, a storied life. But that's the passion. And so before you know it, you know, you hear about this person. Yeah. He's or she's. And to me, again, I'm saying so it's uh it's the relationship that you don't relinquish. And that relationship takes you through challenges because it's designed to help you grow. Now I believe that the greater your role on the planet. Mm-hmm. The greater your service, the greater the challenge. Yeah. Right? The greater the passion must be, and also the disappointment that you can experience when you are defeat. And suffering defeat is a part of the learning process. Right? Yeah. If we watch nature, it just tells us the the bull elk is in the prime of his life. A certain time. Yeah. Then there's a season when he goes out to fight. And as soon as he touches antlers with the younger bull, he knows on a certain level that his time is now past, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's you have to be able to meet whatever that circumstance is. And I think that's what passion um requires of us. I like that coach forming it in the idea of a relationship because you know, like if you look at, you know, a lot of what you described, like, um, you know, experiencing defeat at times, it's a process designed to promote your growth. Um, those things are really important. And I think that, um, you know, what, like one of the statements that Robin Sharma made was a habit you know you have a new habit when it's easier to do the new thing than not. And for a lot of people, new habit formation, it's a form of suffering. I mean, when I look at, and and the reason we talk about these things is because you have to know and you have to count the cost. You can't just live in a fairyland. You know, there's a, in Proverbs, it says that a dream comes to pass with much effort. Uh, and so, you know, people just think, well, I'll go to college or I'll do this. And then life is going to be exactly what I want it to be. And it's not really until you leave college and you're actually having to put to practice the things you learned that Mm -hmm. you actually start experiencing some of the passion and some of the suffering that is tied to that. And making new habits is a huge thing for people. And I remember, you know, obviously with our work, I knew to create desire first. And I've talked about it where I read the 5 a.m. club by Robin Sharma. And that I, as I was reading the book and envisioning 
um, the things that I would be able to accomplish, you know, things I've wanted to do, but I've not had time to do all of that. Um, I created a desire so that my body started automatically getting up at five something before I was actually ready. I had a certain date. And, uh, Mm -hmm. so then once I started that practice, I was shocked at, um, like my brain saying, Hey, why are you getting up this early? Are you sick again? That was from when I had mono and didn't sleep for about 10 days. And so I had to, you know, I worked through that. And then I had obviously the fatigue as my body adjusted to the new schedule, the less, um, time at sleep. And then even, you know, Mike's like, why are we going to bed so early? Cause you know, he, he likes to sit till 10 or 11. He's always gotten just six hours or seven hours of sleep, not me. And, uh, you know, so I even had a little bit of some external pressure and I'm like, well, this is what I'm doing. So I don't know what to tell you. You can stay up. I'm going to bed at nine. Um, you know, it was just those things. And now, uh, it is, it is harder to not get up at that time than it is to keep sleeping. And, you know, and so that's, I mean, I will just automatically wake up and it's funny because like on Saturday through Monday, I sleep in Tuesday, bam, I'm up at five something. So it's like this built in calendar. Well, it's, that's what we're talking about. It doesn't matter if it's a sleep deal, if it's your life's work, or if it is a relationship that you're in with somebody else and you have a vision for what that looks like as a couple or whatever it is, you have to know that you're going to encounter some pushback, typically from your subconscious. So this story I wanted to share because I think it's a perfect picture. So in the um, training I was doing this morning, Robin was talking about uh, he had a, a, a ski instructor, and he is all about coaching. Like he will spend tens of thousands of dollars hiring some of the best coaches whether it's a hobby or it's his own, you know, business and all that or personal growth. And so he has this ski instructor and he was in, I think the French Alps and, you know, he had, he had reached a level of success, right? He had, and uh, so they get in the lift and he was saying that, you know, they keep going up and up past these different levels. And, and when they got past the last level he was on, he's like, oh, wait a minute, hold up. Kind of like when you said, hey, let's let's press that 35-pound pound, pound Yeah, I'm like, uh, or the Turkish get up with like, I think I was up at maybe 55, 65. I think it was 55. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not going to. Now, Coach, are you going to be right there? Because <laughs> I don't want to drop this sucker on my head. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he starts getting nervous and he gets anxious and they get to the the top. So they're at the peak, highest, you know, run. And he found himself reverting back to what he knew not to do. Mm-hmm. So he was leaning away. He was doing everything he could to stay safe. And finally, the instructor, you know, stopped him and said, you have to commit to the mountain and you have to lean into it. And he knew at that minute that that was a huge lesson learned. And he said the seduction of safety is always more dangerous than the illusion of uncertainty. And he said, so even though it feels counterintuitive to commit to that mountain and to lean into that fear, the safest place is to lean into the fear. And he said, that's how you reach epic. 
And that is such a good picture. Like when I think back to my, you know, my simple example of getting up earlier, I had to lean into the fear. I had to be like, okay, what exactly am I afraid of? I'm doing this. So that's not going to stop me, but I do need to figure out where it's coming from. And so I did with just, you know, a few moments. And so I thought that was so good. Lean into fear. It's counterintuitive. It's like Mike on a motorcycle. You know, he said, when you're with me, you, you cannot fight me when we go around turns. You have to just lean with me or you can cause us to wreck. It is right. so against everything in me wanting to balance it back the other way. And uh, so that I thought was such a good picture, Coach, and something that will help people today on the podcast. Yeah. So 